Film Fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones. With Alan Azulay and Gal Balaban. Welcome back to Film Fanatics. Where we talk about the movies that have us obsessed, excited and inspired. I'm Gal. And I'm Alan. And today we have a very special episode for you. We're counting down the best and the worst of 2022 on the big screen and perhaps a little bit on the small screen as well. And our top 10 most anticipated movies of the year 2023, which is just around the corner, which is crazy. I've been eagerly waiting for this episode because we had a lot of fun doing this last year. And um, yeah, top 10s are the most fun thing that comes around every couple months. So these are always great. Yeah, I love doing this episode with you. We've done done it twice already. Um, I will tell you one thing. This is the year that I watched the most stuff that I ever did in my life. So this this list got slightly Probably more complicated this year. For sure. There were some heartbreaking decisions, omissions, and some stuff that some that either or both of us may have not even seen. That's correct. So which list are we starting with? So let's start with top five TV shows of 2022. I guess I guess I'll start with this one. Um, yeah, we'll each uh, say our five through four, and then five through two, and then that's your fault. Five through two, <laughs> and then reveal our number one. Perfect. So my first one. My, I, wait, so, wait, hold on. Am I frozen? Also on the. Oh, you oh, are. Am I good now? Yeah, but it, don't forget it's recording in your thing, so it it should be fine. Okay. Uh, records both audio and. Uh, All right. Audio. That was a little look back in our thing, if I forget to delete this part. Uh, so uh, my fifth one is a bit of a curveball. I watched this one in one sitting. I think it was the only show the whole year that I watched um, like that. Uh, and not like weekly or uh, just here and there. And it's a comedy. It's Uncoupled, starring Neil Patrick Harris on uh, on Netflix. Oh, my God. I... I've seen the trailer for this. It, I didn't even so fun. know that it was... I didn't even know if it was good or not. It's a very fun show. I'm so happy to see Neil Patrick Harris again, like in his element, being funny as hell. Number four, Andor. I okay. loved Andor. Um, uh, we did a whole review, so you can you can check out on our channel, uh, shameless plug, uh, <laughs> a review of Andor, if you want to see how much I actually love it. And we talked some spoilers about it as well. Um, but suffice it to say, it's the best Star Wars series we've gotten since The Mandalorian. Yeah, and for sure. It's, uh, the best Star Wars thing we've gotten since, uh, Last Jedi, maybe? Tread carefully. Actually, I may- th- maybe yeah. so. Maybe so. Be- besides Mandalorian. Yeah, because, yeah, besides Mandalorian, but like, um, because we only gotten like, what, Solo and, um. And, um, episode nine, and episode nine, and the so, shows. so yeah, so besides Mandalorian, yeah, pretty much the best Star Wars. That's reasonable. Um, there are people who said like since Empire Strikes Back, and I was like, that's wait, that's a bit much. I mean, my number three, I'm pretty sure it's on your list as well. It's Severance. Okay. I didn't even know the show was coming out, but when it did, I gave it a shot. I don't remember. It's because you told me to give it a shot. I don't remember. It might be because I was raving about it. And I, I've gotten multiple friends to see it, and they yeah. liked it. My dad, I also got to see it, didn't like it. Really? But I, I feel like it. everyone else will. No, I loved it. And um, this is my favorite like original show of the year, I guess, original IP, as it were. Uh, and for good reason. Like, Apple TV Plus and Ben Stiller and all the people behind the show, they, they really popped off, as Gal would say. They went off. <laughs> they went off. Uh, my number two, Euphoria season two. Oh, Euphoria season two just builds up on the incredible season one that was uh, that Zendaya gave us with Euphoria season uh, season one. And uh, yeah, there's not much else to say about it. It's a pretty fantastic show. Uh, there's some amazing, um, uh, amazing acting. Going the acting is terrific. Show. I think it's better than the first season. I agree. The directing is fantastic in the show as well as all this great cinematography for TV, especially like it's out of this world good. Um, and yeah, those are my f- five through two. Okay, 
Number five for me is going to be uh, Only Murders in the Building Season 2. Uh, you've seen it. You've seen the whole thing already, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the first season was, I think, phenomenal. And they managed to make the second one just as good. It's funny, but it also has heart and it's suspenseful. It's like who done it, but it's also like a spoof on people's obsession with true crime. And Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez are gold. Whoever thought of the pairing deserves like a Nobel Peace Prize or something. Yeah, and they're all producers, I think, as well in the show. Uh, yeah, Steve Martin and uh, someone else were the whole creators of the show. Nice. And I just think every direction it takes, every episode is both heartfelt and funny and also something clever about pop culture. I love it so much. And there's also some great celebrity appearances. Um, number four is Stranger Things season four. I wasn't as excited for this one because like two and three are good, but step downs from one. And then I think four is like fantastic. And the, like the horror aspects are dive, they dive deeper into it. And the episodes are long. Like the last couple are longer than an hour and a half, but I think, I think it's earned. And yeah, I, I know it's like a really hyped show already. So if you haven't seen it, you're like, you're Either like, like I have to watch <laughs> it, or you're just done with hearing about it. But I think season four so was done worth with it. hearing about. It. <laughs> All right, I will watch it eventually. I haven't gotten to the thing as a whole yet, so. Oh damn! Yeah. He's, he's late to the game. I'm very late to that All game. Right. You know me with shows. Like I'm, I'm so slow with shows. All right, my top three is where it really gets interesting. These are three shows that I'm still obsessed with. Number three is The Boys, season three. Nice. I hope that Alan's gotten to it already. I haven't. Uh, I've been raving about it, I think, since season one to him. I know. It's, you know how slow I am with shows. It's so good. I got my brother to watch it. I got another one of my friends to watch it. It's it's really just such an interesting thing because it's so much fun. But the turns the characters make, as well as the real-life commentary that it has, are equally so engaging. And number two is Ozark, season four. It's phenomenal, I think. The acting, Laura Linney and Julia Garner, I think are two of the best TV performances of all time here. And in my opinion, it's a final season as epic as the last season of Breaking Bad and how it challenges the characters from from where they came before. High praise. And yeah, it's just so suspenseful. I think like the weekend that I finished it, the whole show, like all my mental energy was going into how is Ozark going to end? And it's... It's not what you'd expect, but it's really, really resonates. I think if you watch the whole show, you, it's really earned. Nice. Uh, I would like to mention that Only Murders in the, Bu- in the Building Season 2 was my sixth. It almost made it. Awesome. <laughs> my number one, obvious enough again, if you saw this show it's or so if you obvious. know me at all. It's so obvious. It's House of the Dragon Season 1. I, Which golf finished four days ago. Exactly. I have been a Game of Thrones fan for years now. I love the original show. I hated the ending like most people did. But this show got me right back what I wanted it. It's some in some ways surpassed uh, Game of Thrones. Not in not in most ways, but in some ways it did. And I do have to 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 say like the like what I've talked about Euphoria before, like just the cinematography, the directing, the acting here, just fantastic. Um, you 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 would think that like when you have like multiple people playing the, playing the same character, you would have like, oh no, but she was so good. Why did they replace her or something like that? That doesn't happen in the show. Every actor does their job. Yeah, those incredibly well. The two female leads, all four of the actresses are. A powerhouse, man. Exactly. Um, and as someone who's never seen Game of Thrones, actually, I'm excited to watch Game of Thrones now. I've heard from people that this was actually the right thing for me to do, is watch House of Dragon first. Because it's less of a commitment than eight seasons yeah. of Game of Thrones. This is this would have been my number six. I almost put it. But I feel like if I'd let it sink in more than just a couple of days ago, it would be on the top. Oh, for sure. It's only on my number one because of how much of a fan of, a, of the IP I am. Uh like I know this character is like I I know like backstories and all that. So for me, it uh, is a little bit more um, about my fandom of it, I guess. Um, but yeah, 
That's my numero uno. What about yours? My number one is Severance. Ooh. Um, what a magnificent show. And for it to come in in its first season and rival some of my favorite shows I've ever seen. Uh, and Ben Stiller as a director, the concept is so visionary. All the cast, specifically um, Adam Scott, John Turturro, and Patricia Arquette, everyone's so riveting. There's like these moments of dark or awkward comedy i'm a huge sucker for science fiction and the themes and the questions that severance raises are just as interesting as where is it going to go in season two which is probably my most anticipated show now moving forward so perfect that's tv for this year there's let me just say yeah there's one that i'm surprised was not on your list which which is um the dropout i think because you were talking about it all the time and so i thought that would be your number two or something did Number I forget three. the dropout came out this year? Perhaps. <laughs> I would have put it on my list 100%. Would it be uncoupled? <laughs> it would be uncoupled. <laughs> it would drive uncoupled out of that list. At I Number thought five. that and <laughs> Pam and Tommy were going to be on your list. because I, I didn't talk- watch Pam and Tommy yet. Oh, I thought you said you'd seen it. Okay. So I haven't seen yeah. almost any miniseries Me from this year. But yeah, Severance, I'm still on episode it. two of White Lotus season two, so that's probably why this is. Uh, I only watched either. season one of that. Yeah, I've watched like the first and maybe the second episode of White Lotus season two. I'm not but sure. I hear it's like the best thing ever now. It's very good. Okay. okay, we saw a lot of great movies this year. It was an amazing year for cinema, but there were a couple stinkers here and there, and we got to shout them out. So I'm gonna go my ten through six. Then you, then my five through two, you, and then we each say our one. Number 10 is the movie that I had the honor of seeing with Alan on the big screen, Jurassic World Dominion. I really didn't enjoy it. I was really hoping it wouldn't be this bad, let alone make my worst of 2022 list. But yeah, this one's not good. The only redeeming qualities come in some of the actors, but even the dinosaur scenes are just not that engaging. Uh, Number nine is a movie I don't know if you've seen. Uh, where the crawdads sing i haven't seen it yet it's um i was lucky enough to only watch it on a plane and after it ended i was like man that was just trash like it's marketed as like a murder thriller and what it feels like is a nicholas sparks romantic drama that happens to have a murder trial flash forwards um daisy edgar jones i love her and i wish her the best and hopefully a great career in the next couple of years, as long as it's better than this movie. She was in a much better movie this year called Fresh. I which... almost watched it this weekend, and I ended up watching DC Leagues of Super Pets instead. Oh my god. <laughs> I haven't seen Super Pets yet. Was it good? It was good. I w- oh. I, 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 I've watched it because I needed one more thing to put on my worst list, and it didn't make it. <laughs> That's hella funny. <laughs> it didn't okay. make it. If you watch... I'm, I'm not going to spoil this yet, so I'll spoil yeah. this a little bit later, because it involves a movie that's on my list. Number eight is a movie that... I also saw, well, I, yeah, I saw it because it was Alan's idea. Halloween ends. I, I had no excitement for this after kills and this one might've been as bad. Um, just all the characters and it felt like it was just wasting Jamie Lee Curtis's time. I don't know. I I can't find good memories of this movie. Number seven is one of those movies that you see is like number one on Netflix and you're just like, Why? Day Shift with Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco. He plays a vampire hunter with a pickup truck. And um, Jamie Foxx, I guess he tries, but all the effects, the story doesn't make any sense. The visuals aren't convincing. The humor is awful. Stay away from it. And number six is a movie that I still question why I watched. I guess it's for continuity's sake. Minions, The Rise of Gru. Why did you watch that? I think for continuity, because I've seen the first two Despicable Me's like 20 times. And then I just watched Minions and the third one in theaters. And I couldn't handle seeing this one in theaters. Also, because they had the whole gentle Minions thing in the theater. And I was like, did I'm not... Did you go wearing a suit? No, I didn't go to the theaters. <laughs> My brothers went. And I was like, this isn't smart to do. But I saw it at home and I regretted it, even though it's only an hour and 20 minutes of your time. I appreciate your list. We're going to have some re- some repeats here. That's just the way it is. That's good. I would like to point out that I haven't watched as many bad movies this year as Gal did. I, I feel like there's been years where I've seen movie, more movies that I rated bad. 
I but... purposely didn't watch a lot of the movies that I knew would make me hate them. Like where the crawdads sing. So I don't know. Like I, like my list might offend some people because some of these are not as to bad. To be fair, as... I know people who liked where the crawdads sing. But so I'm like, there you go. No, I didn't. My first one is definitely going to offend some people. I'm ho- I think it's going to offend Gao. Bardo, Faust Chronicles of a Handful of Truths. That's my number 10. Number 10. Yeah, for Inuritu, this was his worst movie that I've seen. It, I didn't dislike it as much as you, but it was it was kind of just telling you what to think a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, and it was kind of just putting everything that was in his head, and it was also too long. It was way too long. It dragged. Like, I yeah. couldn't... You know how many days it took me to finish this movie? Six days. Are I you don't, serious? I don't think there's a single movie in my life that it took me six days to finish. And I finished as homework for this show because I was like, I didn't want to finish it. But I was like, if I'm going to put this on my worst list, I have to finish it. So Look. I finished it. And um, I love Inarito. I love all the movies he's done so far. So like, it was really a weird uh, surprise for me. Yeah, like, I didn't hate it, but when you win Best Director two years in a row and then have seven years until your next movie, that's some serious hype there. Yeah. And so it was just, eh. Just felt like he was talking about himself most of the time, which I was like, I don't know if I liked that that much either. Yeah, I still look forward to watching some of his earlier movies that I haven't seen. Yeah. A lot of you have seen Birdman and The Revenant, but I also recommend Babel and 21 Grams. He's an amazing He's filmmaker. He's an amazing filmmaker. This is why I was so surprised. One dud. This, like, it happens. Yeah. Uh, but like, I feel like you got a little bit, you know, too... Up his ass. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. My ninth pick is going to offend Gal for sure. Thor Love and Thunder. It really wasn't that bad. It was fine. I had one of the worst experiences watching this movie in theaters. Partly because of something that was happening in my personal life. But still, uh, I wanted to go to a fun, like, Taika Waititi tour movie, like Ragnarok. And I feel like I didn't get that at all. I felt like I got, like, a bit of a convoluted, like, quip machine of a movie that, like... Nothing really made sense. Uh, all the good storylines were pushed to the side for some reason. Every important dramatic beat was cut off by some stupid joke. And uh, they managed to make what was supposed to be the best villain in the MCU, one of the worst villains in the MCU. They really underused him. Honestly, the movie would have been so much better if they added five minutes for him. Yeah, I still enjoyed it, but... I hope we at least agree that it's better than Black Adam. Oh, we'll talk about Black Adam. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, it is definitely better than Black Adam. And, um, yeah, I just, I had the worst time watching this movie. And I don't feel like rewatching it. And it's the first movie in the MCU that I have felt that way about. All the movies in the MCU I want to rewatch. This is the only one that I got out of the theater thinking i don't know if i want to rewatch this and it's again it sucks because we're again talking about a creator and a director that i love and actors that i love so like yeah i don't know what happened there i mean i know what happened they made a four-hour movie full of uh full of people improvising and they had to cut it down so so my number eight jurassic world dominion boy. <laughs> this movie is so bad uh, it has a couple of scenes with the original cast that I was like giggling and having the time of my life. Besides that, I wanted to die. I, I kept looking at Gal and I kept telling me, telling him, are you seeing this? How is this this bad? I want to leave. <laughs> I bugged Gal so much. The whole, the whole news scene, the whole like CNN scene or whatever. I, I, was, I was incredulous. I was like, how is this happening? <laughs> how, how are they just vomiting exposition on me via CNN? On a $200 million movie. I, I I was flabbergasted. So I won't go too far into this. It sucks. Uh, uh, again, original cast aside. And the new cast did a good job as well because they're good actors. But overall, Jesus Christ. Uh, number seven. 
Uncharted. Okay. This wasn't far off from my list. I didn't hate it, but it's also not a very good movie. I didn't hate this movie. But it's on your worst list. Uh, but I hate the potential that it had, that it oh, didn't yeah. fulfill. Does that make sense? Because like, I like this movie more than all the movies that I mentioned so far. I would watch this movie now rather than all the movies that I mentioned so far. But because I'm a fan of the video games and I love them so yeah. much and I know how much, how good the source material is and I know you shouldn't cast Mark Wahlberg to <laughs> be Sully. That's why this is here. Also, they went through so many directors that I feel like at this point they just wanted to get it out. Yeah, um, like, I felt that too. Imagine if someone like James Cameron had like four years to make this movie. Yeah. It could have been something at the level of... A modern Indiana Jones. Yeah, 100%. Like, um, I like the idea of making him younger because, like, you know, then it kind of, like, distanced itself a little bit from Indiana Jones. But they didn't do anything the with it. Indiana Jones Chronicles. They didn't do anything with it. <laughs> like, <laughs> the story was, like, a story that could have happened if he was an adult. It was basically, <laughs> yeah, like, Tomb Raider, but Sony wanted the money this time. I don't yeah. know, man. And spoiler alert, I guess uh, they put a mustache on on Mark Wahlberg on the post credit scene. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see the post credit scene until months later on YouTube. So I guess that's <laughs> something. Uh, still bad casting. Such a such a lazy thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but at least it would be bad casting looking more like the original thing. <laughs> I think they're going to continue it because Sony doesn't have a lot of properties. So I'm thinking they're going to continue this one. And I just hope that they they really get a a better scriptwriter here. Get the guy I forgot his name. Um, the guy that's doing the Last of Us show now. He yeah. did the he did also the scripts for the Uncharted games. Mm-hmm. Just get him to do it. You have him right there. Yeah, he Naughty Dog Games. He works something. for you. Just move him <laughs> out of that department. Anyway, let's move him up a floor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's Uncharted for me. Tom Holland did a good job, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but that's that's Tom Holland. Yeah. Number six, The Gray Man. It wasn't that bad, honestly. It wasn't that bad. But like I said in the beginning of this, I haven't watched many bad movies this year. So, But it was even better than Uncharted, in my opinion. I had or, more fun watching Uncharted. Just better because than Jurassic of my, World. Just because of my connection, I guess. I love the video games of Uncharted 2, but... I think the Gray Man is redeemed by the scale and the cast. Like, I don't know. I, I think the cast did a good job. It's not a great movie. I wouldn't even defend it. Yeah. I still stand by what I said in our review in July. But I could see it having on in the background and not yeah, cringing I'll, too hard. I'll Uncharted, t- there's some cringe. I'll tell you what I think. I think these three movies, in my opinion, they're all the same level of bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, so they, they, you could have changed the order for me and it wouldn't change that much. Uh, but I think also the gray man has the advantage of having been the first Ryan Gosling movie since 2018. Fair. Ryan Gosling did a great job. I love the Russo brothers. I love, uh, the writer. I forgot his name. Um, um I think it's Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, it's the same guy that wrote, uh, the Avengers movies and, uh, Oh, it was Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Yeah. Those guys. I love them too. I don't know what happened to this movie that, uh, I think a lot of my list is based on my how I felt watching the movie. And even though I had a lot of problems with Jurassic World and with um and with uh, Uncharted, I just had slightly more fun watching them. I think that's how it stacks up for me. I'm not talking about quality that much at this point. Um and yeah. Um uh, there's not much to say about this movie. It's pretty forgettable. <laughs> My number five, the three five five. I saw this on a plane. Also, haven't watched it. Um, when you have, so you look at this movie and it's like globe trotting action, Oscar winners Jessica Chastain, Lupita Nyong'o, Penelope Cruz. Then you see written and directed by Simon Kinberg, Oof. and you're like, hold on, it, it's it's bad. The script sucks. Sebastian Stan is incredibly misused. His character is just not good. Um. Yeah, like, you can clearly see Lupita Nyong'o or Chastain sometimes doing an amazing job, but the way the action is shot and the terrible story, 
And then number four, I don't even want to talk about because it's so bad. The Man from Toronto with Kevin Hart. I haven't watched it either. Uh, I am Harrelson. avoiding bad movies. <laughs> Let's just skip past that. <laughs> okay. Number three, Pinocchio directed by Robert Zemeckis. Oh, I was so scared for a second because I didn't watch this Pinocchio. I only watched the, the good one. So, oh, so you thought I said Guillermo. Yeah, I was like, what? No, that's why I made sure to say. Um, that's why I made sure to say uh, the Robert Zemeckis version so that you wouldn't be like, hold on, that was amazing. Because that other one is... And maybe we'll talk about it later. Again, but no, I'm not watching that movie. Okay, good. If you put a gun in my head. Also, I saw it on a plane because I was just curious because everyone was hating on it. It sucks. Like, this everything they could have done, they do it wrong. It's Robert Zemeckis, though. That yeah, me. what the hell? Robert Zemeckis and Tom Cruise. That yeah, really Hanks, kills me. But okay. uh, Tom Hanks. Wow. He hasn't made a good movie since The Walk in 2015. Uh, number two is a movie that's an incredibly painful memory. And I really hope you haven't seen it. The School for Good and Evil. I haven't seen on it. On Netflix. Paul Feig somehow made a worse movie than Ghostbusters oh, 2016. This is like Harry Potter. If they intentionally went out of their way to make it shit. Not to mention Charlize Theron and Lawrence Fishburne are in this movie. And it's as long as Infinity War. Why? Um, it's do a painful memory. The, do they have that much to talk about? Really? No, but they still set up a sequel. At the oh, end. great. Um, this is one of the worst things Netflix has ever done. And yeah, that's my that's five through saying two. Something. Yeah, five through two done. Okay, so my five uh, through two. You mentioned my five, so I won't dwell on it too much. Halloween ends. Okay. Um, when I saw it, I thought it was better than it was. The m- the more I think about it, the more I dislike it. Especially knowing again, we're talking about potential here a lot. You have David Garden Green. You have Jamie Lee. You have all these great people involved. Like, you would expect something at least on the level of Halloween 2018. It's so. a bad sign when the press that Jamie Lee Curtis does for Halloween Ends and, like, the conclusion of the character is more entertaining than actually oh, yeah. watching Halloween Ends. For sure. I won't dwell on it too much. I hope they they give this franchise a rest for a while. They, they won't, but I hope they do. Uh, number four. The one you're all been waiting for. Black... Adam. Ooh. Another movie that I thought I liked more than I actually did when I watched it for the first time. And the more I think about it, and now with all the developments going on in the DCU that turned this movie into not only bad, but not necessary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Just just made it all the more of a worst experience. Are you telling me I watched two hours of that not to even be rewarded by my superman <laughs> screw that the the good thing we got out of this movie was aldous hodge's performance as hawkman and uh dr fate yeah Pierce brosnan is dr fate perfect casting yeah um other than that no no terrible movie it's like um, they have the same actor as a bad guy from Aladdin, and they both turn into a red guy, a red CGI character in both movies. And let's face it, he's bad in both movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't like this movie. I don't want to watch this movie ever again. Yeah. Uh, and I know I was very much more positive when we reviewed it on the channel, but I grew to hate this movie so All much. Right, what's next? I guess the hierarchy of power in the DC universe stays the same did change not the way you're thinking uh oh wait it it did change it did change number three don't worry darling okay i had such high hopes for this movie when it was announced i would have put it as like an honorable mention for my most anticipated even yes i I think i beginning of the year i think i would have put it on my most anticipated movies of this year that's how much i was looking forward to it and it just broke my heart. I think from the it's, first five minutes, I knew something was off. I knew something was off. I knew like, wow, that set must have really been a mess. Because something was really off. And that terrible ending just made, just put everything into perspective. I was willing to give this movie a pass, like a six or something. Maybe a five and a half. 
But after that shit ending, it went all the way down to four. Look, the twist has thought put into it. The execution, none. No, 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 um, no, no, no. This this would be a little bit outside of my list. I was really disappointed. Probably the most disappointing movie of the year. Not to mention how embarrassing uh, Florence Pugh's performance is so much better than the rest of the movie. Because oh. they're like, wow, you're amazing. Watching but you have to act alongside Harry Styles and all these terrible lines. Listen, I don't love um, What's-His-Face from, from Transformers. Um, and Indiana Jones, <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Oh, I don't God. love Shia LaBeouf oh, personally. Okay, D- dude's very problematic. <laughs> but when you're making me wish that I was seeing Shia LaBeouf instead of you, we have a real problem, buddy. Also, when you're in the theater <laughs> with mostly teenage girls who you know are there for a certain man, and they're laughing in his dramatic moments, something is wrong. Yeah, thank God I watched this on HBO Max because, like, yeah, uh, and it, was, it it also took me two to three days to finish this one. Oh my so. god! <laughs> also, Shia LaBeouf probably would have been better. He would have been better. He's a side, better actor. He's a he's good also actor. excellent in the movie Honey Boy, which he also wrote. Exactly, he's a good actor. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, he would have made this movie better. I think it would still be on my list of worst, but it would be significantly. He would have been entertaining. Higher. Yeah. It would have been significantly higher. I'll tell you that. I, I don't want to watch Harry Styles act again in my life. And I know I might have two in Eternals too, and I hate it. Um, anyway, my number two. Again, because of more anticipation than the movie being as bad as the other ones. Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore. Really? Yes. Again, I was fairly nice to this movie when it came out i was fairly excited about about where it could go but now it looks like it's not going anywhere but there were worse it was better than black adam and halloween ends but my point is i care more about harry potter than i do black adam and this movie basically destroyed harry potter for the next couple of years but it was better than crimes of grindelwald not oh. saying much you give that not saying much. it was again, still only I'm, like a five out of ten movie for me but i wouldn't put it anywhere near the worst again i'm talking more about like this is more about like a personal okay like sure i it's the, i have the same feeling as i do with black adam i don't want to go watch this movie again ever even though it's not that bad i think it has redeeming qualities it does it does other movies it does for sure but also similar to similarly to Don't Worry Darling, and I, this is, wasn't their fault, but like, I cannot stand watching Ezra Miller anymore. Okay, yeah. But I also thought his acting was terrible in all three movies before yes, the scandal. Yes, it was. But now it's like even worse because now it's like, okay, you're bad and you're a horrible person. <laughs> so yeah. like, I don't want to watch you. Uh, okay, do we want to say number one? One, two... Three Morbius, Morbius. It yes, was Morbius. it was Morbius. Uh, man, there you go. There he is. <laughs> there he is, looking sexy as all hell. Wow, this movie. The new Marvel legend arrives, exclusively in cinemas on April Fool's Day. Talk about stuff that never happened. Him and Michael Keaton at the end. Where's that gonna go? Oh, a clearly voiced over stunt double in that post-credit scene. This is definitely the worst movie I've ever seen in a theater. And well, I think <laughs> it was for me as well. I watched it alone and I wanted to die. Like, I honestly think it's worse than the 2015 Fantastic Four. Oh, yes. Um, sure. And one of maybe my least favorite movie ever at this point. I think maybe it's just enhanced by the fact that I saw it in a theater. An hour and 44 minutes and it felt like forever. How the hell does this movie feel longer than Avatar? <laughs> it's half as long. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch Avatar five times before I watch the first 10 minutes of Morbius again. Yes, please. Man, I mean, Jared Leto, I keep wanting to say he deserves better. But at this point, I'm not sure he does. (laughs) Matt Smith also ruined everything that he did. The cinematography also, like the lighting. I'll tell you one thing. Yeah, this movie looked bad, was shot bad, edited badly. Everything was bad. The script was the worst part. But like... I get Matt Smith and Jared Leto, compared to the movie they're in, they weren't that bad. Like, 
I hated Matt Smith in this movie. Like, like, I know that they told him to do the silly dance and to say shitty lines. I know, but, like, at least it looked like he was having fun. And, and I would nominate him for a Razzie. <laughs> and uh, Jerry Leto, like, it looked like he took it seriously as well. So, like, I'm not I'm not sure, man. But, I just I just never... I, I want this movie to burn in hell. <laughs> Is that please. fair? I will cheer <laughs> on the burning in hell of Morbius. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm so glad that we agree on this one, and I'm sure many do. Yeah, it's a miserable experience. Yeah, are we ready to talk about good movies? Yes, finally. Yes. Okay. Let's get positive around here. Okay. Top ten best movies of 2022. Hell yeah. 2022 was such a good year for movies despite of what we just told you (laughs) it was one of the best years of movie in like recent memory i think there were times in like june where i was like this is already a great year for movies not to mention most of the movies i saw came out after that um exactly and i had a top 10 that we we ended up never publishing it we had a top 10 in july two movies only stayed in my top 10 let's see so one stayed here so and those were Maybe really two. good movies. So the fact that like oh no two stayed. So the fact that um that we have to bump out all those good movies that that really tells you something. And I think after it. this, I'm gonna go ahead and just blurt out my 11 through 20 because they're all just so good. Yeah, me too. We can just say our honorable mentions after. Yeah, we'll do it after. But why don't you start with your 10 through six? Okay, yalla. Um, number 10. When I watched just last week, she said, okay, you were telling me that this was going to be in my top 10. I knew this was going to be in my top 10. Uh, I'm actually surprised at how low it is in my top 10, considering uh, the movie that it is, because Gal knows that I love, you know, Spotlight, Social Network, like this, this type of movie, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I, lo- I had a great time watching this movie high-wrenching scenes uh, yeah every actor is really good samantha morton and jennifer ale in the small roles and zoe kazan carrie like, mulligan yeah no this honestly this uh this deserves to be in the conversation for you know best picture best director everything that it is on the conversation for i'm happy that i got like my real life story movie on with this one yeah uh maria schrader does a fantastic job directing this movie Patricia Clarkson is fantastic. Andrew Brower steals every... I love every, Andrew Brower. He steals every single scene he's in. He's so good. He's so good. And also, I learned a fun fact that they got... There's a voiceover of Donald Trump in the beginning, and they got the same guy who plays him now on SNL to voice him in that one scene. Ah, they got... um James Austin Johnson. Oh, it's the not, current guy. Ah, okay, it's not... um. Alec Baldwin. It's not Alec Baldwin. I thought it was Alec Baldwin for a second. Alec like, Baldwin what? appears in a voice cameo in a different movie that we'll talk about. Great. Number nine. Speaking of Heart Wrench, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Okay. Uh, I'm surprised at how low this is too. Black Panther was one of my favorite MCU movies. It is in my top five MCU movies of all time. It is a really, really, really good movie. I just can't put it over some of the stuff that I have here. But the way they dealt with uh, Chadwick and all that, again, go watch our, our review, our spoiler review, everything in our channel. I don't want to watch this one again, but not because it's not good, just because it's so sad. I want to watch it again <laughs> right away, honestly. I had such a good experience with it. I, I For me, I, 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 it was just so sad. So I am going to watch it again, for sure, when it, come out, when it comes out on Disney+. Plus. Did it come out or come out? Right? Not yet. And, of course, Angela Bassett, Tour de Force. Yeah. My number eight. A movie that I watched just yesterday, Tar. Okay. I love Tar. Uh, this movie is so brilliantly made. I guess in the same vibe as like a social network, she said, spotlight kind of thing. Even though it's not a true story. Even though it's not a true story. Fair enough. By the way, this is the Alec Baldwin voice cameo movie. There you go. I had a f- fantastic time watching this movie. Todd Field blew my fucking mind i want to see his other movies now me too and i'll tell you what i was really championing uh michelle yo for best actress i am not so sure anymore (laughs) 
because Kate Blanchett gives one of the best performances I have ever seen. Like, flat out. It's immersive, her work. It's crazy good. So, yeah, that's uh, Thar. Uh, that's my number eight. Wow. Number seven, this one was a lot higher um, before, like it was like two or three higher, but I've watched another, another couple of movies. The Woman King. Okay. I love cool. The Woman King. Uh, it is a f- brilliantly written and directed movie. Fantastic action scenes. Fantastic uh, fantastic acting work, especially from Lashana Lynch and Viola Davis. Yeah. Tuso Badu is also yeah. uh, wonderful. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to watch it again. I haven't watched it again yet. Uh, but yeah, this is one of the ones that I think it's gonna it's gonna go down in history. It's pretty it's pretty fucking good. Uh, number six, Top Gun Maverick. Okay. This is one of the few movies that I have watched more than once this year, um, because I watched so many different things this year. Uh, there was no time to rewatch it, um, but I had to go back and rewatch this one. So, such a good movie man. i saw it twice in the theater yeah me too such a good movie man like um tom cruise proving that the movie star is not dead thank god what a man uh what a man even though again <laughs> personal shit aside everyone involved round of applause Props. that that first scene like that that montage in the beginning that was an homage to the first one hooked me right away i was i was i was in it just how loud the auditorium was i was like bring it on yeah it hurts my ears but it's deserved yeah this is when we watched together and yeah you i think we both were like just oh fuck we are we're in it i think 30 40 minutes in alan whispers it's such a good movie yeah Alrighty, should i go to my 10 through 6 yes go right ahead number 10 black panther wakanda forever oh good of all the celebrity deaths that have happened in my lifetime. I think Chadwick's is the one that sings the most. And this movie makes his legacy just a little bit more beautiful than it was before this movie. Yeah. Uh, number nine, The Banshees of Inisherin. I can see this one being a bit of a modern classic. Uh, and Colin Farrell is terrific in it. I don't know if we're going to talk more about this movie, but it's so funny. The script is amazing. Uh, I really hope Colin Farrell gets nominated for an Oscar Number eight, I won't dive too deep because you just heard Alan talk about Top Gun Maverick. Yes. A really fun movie. Saw it twice in the theater and just made me love it even more. And I could see myself watching it many more times. It definitely reaches the heights of the last couple Mission Impossible movies and how thrilling and visceral that action is. And number seven, Avatar The Way of Water. Oh, really? It's that low? Low, interesting. Um, so it's definitely on Alan's list. <laughs> Fuck. I uh, I love this movie. I I think it had to sink in before it even made my list, but it's beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful visual experiences. The three D, uh, the epicness of it. You feel like you're diving with them. You're hanging out with the team. It's terrific. And number six is I think the only movie that Alan hasn't seen on my list. Which is the menu? I haven't seen it yet. Oh wow! It's I'm watching so next week fun. when it comes out on HBO Max. It's coming out. Okay, yeah. I want to watch this again. It's so much fun. It's a mix between dark comedy, satire, horror, thriller. Anya Taylor Joy is always a queen. Ray Fiennes right. kills it. Yeah, it's this great commentary, but it's also so entertaining and manages to get funnier and funnier as the movie goes. I want to watch it again really badly. I had such a good experience watching it. It was so good. Awesome. I love your list. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it is slightly different than mine. Number five. You just mentioned it. Avatar, the way nice. of water. I don't know how the hell this happened. That Avatar is higher on my list than it is on yours. After all the shit That's we've been through funny. this year. I know. <laughs> with me shitting on you for liking Avatar. And you being mad at me for not being more excited for Avatar 2. But whatever, man. I <laughs> love this movie. It's so good. Uh, yeah. Uh, I won't dwell too much on it. Number four. Another movie that I watched this week. Triangle of Sadness. Really? That high? I love oh my God. this movie. Wow. 
I love this movie so much. Yeah, um, this is the most I left in watching anything the whole year. Like, the whole year. That boat scene, I was barely laughing. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, But that movie is so good. So, so good. I'm kind of angry with myself that I didn't watch it before. (laughs) I'm happy I watched it in the movie theater, though. I don't know how the hell that was still an option, but it was. Yeah, I watched Um, it two and a half months before you. (laughs) Exactly. I think it's a great movie. It's just not near my list. But I still understand the praise and I agree with most of it. I don't understand why it resonated so hard with me. But like, I miss laughing in the movie theater, I guess. This movie has insane comedy. So funny. Okay. And uh, the script is sensational. I love the directing. I love the cinematography in this movie. This Woody Harrelson was great. Woody Harrelson was fantastic in this movie. Number three, the movie that was my number one. Okay, I know for what it six is. months. I know what it is. Uh, the Batman. Okay. Uh, this is Dark Knight. Maybe aside, the perfect Batman movie. It just looks so incredible, and it feels like you're reading the comic. I'm kind of upset that it's not in the main DC universe, because I really would like to see Matt Reeves' versions of all these characters. But even if it isn't, just as a single movie, it's one of the best made comic book movies of all time. The soundtrack is incredible. The visuals are insane. The cinematography in this movie is like out of this world. Cinematography and the score are amazing. This might be the one of the best cinematographies ever in a comic book movie. Oh, absolutely. Like Not easily. even a question. Not even a question, yeah. My number two, uh, it's The Fablemans. Okay. Um, again, we have a whole review about this movie in the in the in the channel, so go check that out. But Wait, like, now I actually don't know what your number one is because I thought this was going to be your number one. Oh, I, I have two in mind or one. So, maybe. Uh, I f- I figured you would know, but um, I think I'm pretty sure this movie is so fucking good. It's a movie about making movies. We love making movies. We love watching movies. So for us, great. Um. I think Steven Spielberg's going to win the directing award for this one this year. I hope so. Um, so, yeah. So, I work at a movie theater now, and this is the most popular movie because it's like an indie theater. We have Avatar, but people know it's a small screen, so they come to the Fablemans more often. Everyone who comes out thinks it's wonderful. It is. Okay. Number five. Nope. Okay. It's, uh, fair. Fair. It's a good movie. It's uh, It's fantastic, in my opinion. I think obviously the story is very simple, but the characters that inhabit this world and the eye that Jordan Peele sees it from are what make it so strong and so much fun. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer, you cannot have enough of them together in this movie. It's it's a blast. I could definitely see myself watching it again. And number four is Tar. Yes. Uh, Yeah. It's just a stunning work of art. It's a movie to behold. Like... Nothing happens for an hour, but it's still so amazing how the characters are written and this uh, this perspective that of the character that in that's that Todd Field invites you into, and then you find out it's the exact opposite, and what power and entitlement to art does to the way someone perceives yeah. reality. It's like Kate Blanchett's work is just brilliant and the way she handles long scenes and monologues and emotion that some of the cathartic moments happen off screen even but you really like it's two hours and 40 minutes i could have seen it going on for longer because it's so interesting to see it's really good what's about to unfold 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 number three everything everywhere all at once it's. I know it's not on my list. It's not on my list. Um, which just sucks <laughs> because I absolutely love this movie, and I know it's like the most basic pick, but I think it deserves it. It's such an amazing experience. The way they come up, came up with the story. If I had to compare it to anything, it's like a Pixar movie in live action, but with dildo jokes, and uh, everyone's brilliant. Michelle Yeoh, in particular, Jamie Lee Curtis is having the time of her life. Um, better job than Halloween ends, even in my opinion. I mean, yeah, uh, it's a no-brainer. And now this is A24's highest-grossing movie ever, with a hundred million dollars. Well deserved. And yeah, I think it's well deserved. Number two, 
Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. So I saw this one at TIFF and I was eagerly waiting for it to come out on Netflix and I watched it again. To my disdain. This movie is so much fun. Like the characters and the entertainment and the twists, the little hints about what's really going on. And then the climax is, I think, the one of the most satisfying climaxes to a mainstream movie like this that I've ever seen because it's so much fun and catharsis and and I have a prediction this is still on Alan's list but I you don't know, know you know how much I agree with you is it number this one is my number one wow. movie of 2022 love to see it uh Knives Out was one year as uh, my number one the year it came out it was on my top 10 I think but I don't think it was it wasn't that Number high. One for me either. It wasn't high. Um, but I still liked I think it, it was a lot. probably in the latter part of the top 10. But still great. Glass Onion blew me the fuck away. <laughs> it, this movie is so good. Every I, I, I wasn't bored for like a second. Daniel Craig does something to Benoit Blanc this time around that he didn't. He did in the first one, but like, I feel like in this one, he like just really turned it on. Like, crazy good performance just every time he says a line that you think that you feel like can get posterized there's this excitement that that uh that gets into you like the way he delivers his lines again Jenna Monet is almost equally good as she steals the show i think this was incredibly well written but that coupled with the crazy beautiful uh framing and the crazy beautiful like imagery in that movie and just again the fun i i was i was talking about laughing my ass off in trigon of sadness i laughed so hard in this movie so hard this movie is so like it's so funny and so poignant and so important and so just like societally like i don't even know how to explain it it some amazing celebrity cameos that i think are some of the best celebrity cameos of all time uh, including one with the door, which I won't spoil if you still haven't seen it. Can I guess w- which one is your number one? I think you can say it. The Fableman. That's right. It doesn't look that good in the in the art, but it's the Fableman. It looks good as a movie. <laughs> so we talked a lot about this movie when Alan mentioned it as his number two. Ours are flipped, but I mean, if we're talking enjoyment, it might be Glass Onion. Film fanatics. If we're talking a movie. The Fablemans has got to be a modern classic. As soon as there's a scene about 30 minutes in where I was like, I'm watching a masterpiece. Uh, Michelle Williams might still be like, I hope she's still in the discussion for best actress because she's, she delivers, I think her best work ever. Yeah. Seth Rogen. for her that she's in the same year as star and everything ever at once. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she's not getting the conversation of those two. If it were up to me, she would. Paul Dano also Seth Rogen, Gabriel LaBelle, Judd Hirsch in his one scene. Um, it's terrific. I still think he's going to get nominated. <laughs> yeah. This movie was just so touching. There's some scenes that really the emotion just gets to you. And, yeah. um, the movie is called The Fablemans, and he makes it feel that way. He makes he makes us grateful to see his own experiences, and it's honestly like in the discussion to be top 10 Spielberg movies. Listen, whenever you talk about this movie, I can just like shut up and listen, because like, <laughs> you're just never wrong when you talk about this movie. And You know what's sad? It's his lowest grossing movie ever. Unfortunately, West Side Story bombed also. Yeah. Which I guess it's two years in a row where I have a Spielberg movie as my number one. Just in case you're wondering who my top three favorite directors are, Spielberg's up there. We're not talking about that since I forgot to put him on my list. (laughs) (laughs) He's definitely on my top ten, okay? Come on. Okay. Honorable mentions you want to throw out there? Now just run through 20 to 11, okay? And then you can comment on on it in general and I'll do the same for you. Sure. Um... So, number 20, just so people don't complain, it's not on my list. Everything, everywhere, all at once. About time. <laughs> Better late than never, 20. Uh, yeah, I, d- I did like this movie. I just didn't have the connection that most people did. Uh, but I do hope it does well in the award season because the Daniels deserve it. And I really want Michelle Yeoh to win. But now that I've seen Tar, I'm not sure. She's um, winning the Golden Globe for sure. Yeah. 
number 19, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. That's a fun one. Fucking funny movie again. Uh, number 18, Prey. This fell a lot compared to where it was in the first semester. It was on my top 10. Um, number 17, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Very good movie. So far, I haven't watched like two or three animated movies yet. It is my best animated movie of the year. For me too. Uh, and usually I have more animated movies on my top 20, like way more. This was a very weak year for animation. Yeah. Um, number 16, uh, Nope. Okay. Uh, again. That's still a solid place. Really, gro- really good movie. Again, I just think it didn't resonate with me as much as it did with you. Like, I remember same you vibe. loved it as much as me when we first saw it. No, Maybe yeah, it fell for off for you. Yeah, it fell off. Like c- comparatively as well with like all of the things that are on top of it, most of them I seen after it. Okay. So yeah. yeah, that's that's what happened with We'll Get To It, but it was a movie that was on your list. Yeah. We'll Get To It. 15, Barbarian. I, oh. This movie, I had such a blast. Over nope watching this movie i thought it was Such okay i understand the love but i also kind of don't like it was fun <laughs> but it was kind of ordinary no i love this movie it's so fun and it's like uh it's good to have a horror movie here because i think it's my, might be the only one Unless uh, you count nope y- yeah i guess uh number 14 the banshees of inner sharing okay uh number 13 all quiet on the western front <laughs> uh this movie also very 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 really good <laughs> uh we already reviewed it it's on one of our episodes that went with hunter and jacob yeah the same one actually our most watched episode of all time on youtube yeah uh number 12 for all of my bar mitzvah g's out there cha cha real smooth i yeah. love this movie so much yeah. it's such a fun time uh and as a previously known jewish boy making bar mitzvah I, I I had a lot of um, was relatable. PTSD of oh. relatability. <laughs> What's positive re- PTSD? Memories, I guess. Nostalgia. Uh, nostalgia. Number 11, the movie that broke my heart not to put in my top 10, The Northman. Okay. We have a lot of the same, actually. So 20, She Said, which was your 10. Yeah. 19, Hustle with Adam Sandler. Really fun movie. It. So much fun. Um, I wouldn't quite quite put it with like the Creed movies, but it's such a fun sports movie, nice. really uplifting, and Adam Sandler is terrific. Eighteen, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, almost the same. I had it seventeen. Seventeen, The Woman King. Sixteen, Cha Cha Real Smooth. Fifteen, The Northman. Fourteen, All Quiet on the Western Front. Thirteen, the movie that made me cry the most of any movie in my life. Till I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> Damn. Twelve. Also, you haven't seen this one, I know, but The Whale. Yeah. Also, almost made me cry, and everything you've heard about Brendan Fraser in this movie is true. And eleven, my heart broke to not put the Batman on my list. Fair, because I loved it so much when I saw it, but I decided to put Wakanda Forever at that ten instead. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, we we this was a a good year. We have for a movies. lot of similar on the whole twenty. Yeah. Extra honorable mentions: <laughs> Doctor Strange. <laughs> See how they run and bullet train for me. Okay. <laughs> Just, I wanted to throw those out there because <laughs> they were really good. Are you ready for our next one? All right. Yeah. Now we're going to be counting down our most anticipated of this year to come. We got a lot of great movies coming. Uh, some really unique ones that any other year I wouldn't expect to be on our lists, but they just have that hype. Yeah, I think this order is, I'm happy with it, and I'm sure Alan's happy with his, so I'll start with my 10 through 6. Number 10, I was really debating between two movies here, but for also quality, I'm going to go number 10, Killers of the Flower Moon, directed by Martin Scorsese. And you got Leo DiCaprio, Jesse Plemons, and Robert De Niro in the same movie. Number 9, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Really? Yeah. um, Spoiler that did not make my list. Fair. I I know because of DC's situation, it's kind of a downer to put it on this list. Yeah. But every time that trailer plays in theaters, it just gives me a smile. I wouldn't say the the first one made anywhere near my top ten of that year, but it, it was, was just really, really fun. Like yeah. I feel like with this, I'm not worried about the story or the quality, uh, and I'd put it over like a couple other comic book movies. Number eight, John Wick Chapter Four. 
I am so excited for this one. I think every year a John Wick movie comes out, it makes my list. Even though the story gets slightly worse in each movie, the action gets better. I love that. <laughs> um, Bill Skarsgård, Donnie Yen. Um, a lot of people are joining the cast. And the stunts that they do, like they're literally in the trailer. He's like shooting Donnie Yen and they're blocking each other's bullets with a, with a sword. And it's like, who would do that besides Keanu Reeves? Props to Keanu that he still has one franchise going strong. Can't Whoops. say the same about The Matrix. Whoops. Um, Bill and Ted 3 was good. And number seven is the directorial debut of people's former sexiest man alive, Creed 3. I'm sure it's going to make his list, so I won't say much. Uh, yeah, I but, won't, no spoilers, but... Okay. Number six, <laughs> The Marvels. Um, really? <laughs> I'm really excited because, look, Captain Marvel was not anywhere near one of the best Marvel movies. But they definitely stepped it up with a director choice. And you have Tiana Paris and Iman Vellani joining Brie Larson. We don't really know much about the story yet, which is why I'm really hyped for it. I think now I'm regretting putting it over Creed, but I am really hyped for it. That was a Marvel choice. movies are always an experience, and that's my 10 through 6. Fantastic. Number 10, John Wick Chapter 4. Okay. For the same reasons that you said, uh, I'm very hyped for this movie. I watched the last one in theaters. was the only one that I managed to, ca- to, get, to get in theaters. Just because the other two I hadn't watched yet. So I watched one, two at home. And then I went to watch the third one, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, the first one is still the best, in my opinion. Uh, but the action just gets so good. The action in the third one is fantastic, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just really good. Um, it's, it's just, I think it might be like the most action-oriented that I have here. Yeah. Number nine. Uh, one of my two comic book movies. Only two, okay. Blue Beetle. Oh, yeah. I didn't expect this. Yeah. But I like the choice. I respect it. I think it's it's one of the more reliable in quality. Yeah. Uh, and as far as the DCU goes, uh, I think this is the, one of the only things that has a chance to surviving just because it has right. no ties. It starts my favorite actress from when I was a kid, Bruna Marquezini from Brazil. And I'm so excited she's getting this shot. Uh, my number eight is my other comic book movie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I thought it was, I honestly thought it was going to be your number one. No. Or two or I something. I am not that excited about comic book movies next year. Wow. Uh, and I'm excited to see how he closes this chapter out before going into DC. For sure. Number seven, Michael Mann's Ferrari. Ooh, interesting choice. I didn't even think of putting this one on my list. Yeah. It's good. It's going to be good for sure. It's an Adam Driver movie. Adam Driver is one of my favorite actors right now. Uh, Penelope Cruz is in it as well. As well as Jack O'Donnell and Shailene Woodley and uh, Patrick Dempsey. Uh, I love Michael Mann. And, you know, it's my kind of movie. We're just talking about how much I like real life stuff and all that. Uh, Number six, Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, okay, cool. For the reasons you just said. Okay, number five, Oppenheimer. I'm really excited, especially after that trailer. Um, it looks fantastic. We already talked about it last episode. And then number four, you already talked about it. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I'm always hyped whenever James Gunn drops a comic book movie. Uh, he's going strong, and this is going to be fantastic. Number three, Dune Part 2. I think this is going to be terrific also. Um, the way they're going to wrap up the story. It's going to be hopefully more epic than the first even more cast members. It's going to be terrific. I uh, can't wait to see it on the big screen, biggest screen possible. And number two, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Mm. Um, yeah, not much to say because we already talked about the trailer, but it looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, we're going to see a lot of repetition here. Okay. My number five, Creed 3. Not surprised. Love the Creed franchise. Number four, I'm going to say a little bit more about this one. Because you don't have it on your list for sure. The Barbie movie. I don't, but I, I understand it. I'm so excited about this movie. Uh, the trailer just came out. It was fantastic. and um, Over Creed, wow. Yeah. I really love all the talent involved. Number yeah. three, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Okay, similar place. Uh, again, I'm an Indiana Jones fan. Grew up with it. Excited to see what's next. Love it so much. Number two, the continuation to my favorite movie of 2021, Dune I'm Part 2. I'm shocked it's not your number one. Well. I Can I guess what it is? Um, can I guess your number one? 
I guess uh, I guess you can. Is it Oppenheimer? It is Oppenheimer. Okay. Uh, Oppenheimer, of course. Christopher Nolan is my favorite director. And uh, every time he does anything, I'm first in line. Tenet right. was a bit of a fluke for me. I didn't enjoy it as much. I actually loved it, unlike most people. Uh, but I know Oppenheimer is not going to be the same. Alrighty. What's your number one? Do you want to guess it? Do you uh, know it? I honestly have no idea. It wasn't on your list, shockingly. Mission Impossible 7. Oh, it's on my... Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, it's part 1. It's 12 for me. Damn. No, I'm so hyped. And it was supposed to come out 2021. Um, and yeah, it's it's going to be fantastic. I love Fallout. I've seen it like three times. I want to do a watch through of all six before July. I can't wait to go in IMAX. Do you have like some honorable mentions that you want to talk about? Sure. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Uh, Maestro, directed by Bradley Cooper, playing Leonard Bernstein. Aquaman 2, Elemental, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which I'm shocked wasn't on your list. It's my, yeah, I, I thought it was going to be your number, I thought it was going to be on your top three. Um, I guess Barbie, Knock at the Cabin, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Always a very hit or miss, but yeah. it looks promising. Okay, I put only five more as uh, my honorable mentions, so okay. I'll go the li- down the list. Number 15, uh, The Flash. Uh, I just really want to see it's it. It's lower. I want to see w- what's happening with that movie. More out of curiosity, out of anything else. Number 14, 65. Uh, the dinosaur movie with... That uh, one looks like it could go either way. <laughs> but it's Adam Driver. With Adam Driver. Number 13, Argyle. Oh, I should have put that on my list. Yeah. It looks so good. It sounds good. Yeah. There's no trailer yet. Number 12, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Thank Part God. 1. And number 11, Spider-Man Across okay. the Spider-Verse. It's almost, it almost made my list. <laughs>